Hello 49ers fans, it's 49ers fangirl. Welcome to the Talking Touchdowns podcast. I am joined as always with SoCali Steph. Hi Steph. Hi Tracy, how are you doing? I'm good, how are you? I'm doing well. I'm excited about this upcoming week with Yes, we have a a big game coming up on Sunday. So as I'm sure all of you guys know, Steph is also Warriors fangirl. And we are joined today by Christina Kaplan, who is our Seahawks fangirl. Hey, Christina. Hello, ladies. How are you doing? Oh, we're good. We're good. How are you doing? Uh, Christina's team, as you guys know, suffered a bit of a tough loss uh, the other night. Um, So... I hate, I'd, I'd say I was sorry about that, except you know I, I'm not. <laughs> oh, trust me, I do know. It was incredibly heartbreaking, to say the least, and I'm still recovering. I still can't really believe that they actually lost that game. Well, and it's really funny because I had said this to Christina and Steph. I feel like you and I have talked about this before, too. Pete Carroll can sometimes get a little bit too cute. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes it costs him games, and I feel like it has cost him... You know, what's cost him a much bigger game than the game the other night, but still, he has that ability. Right, and you're, that was that was the perfect, you know, analogy, I guess, for that whole situation, is we're, it's the first half, there's still a whole entire half of football to go, why are you trying to run a trick play and not just take the easy three points, especially when they were at, like, the you know, 30, they were 30 yards away from the end zone. It wasn't like they were close in the red zone at all. It was just a very, very strange play. It was. Yeah, I- and, to, and, you know, at the end there, I mean, they were down um, by quite a bit early on. I mean, I think they had a 21-7 lead, and Seattle just wouldn't go away. But what was really interesting at the last minute, I think there was only seven seconds left on the clock, and then they put, you know, Walsh had to hit a 52-yard attempt, which is a lot tougher than a 30-some, you know, um, yard attempt. So it was just, they kind of really ran it to the end there. Yeah, it was, yeah, no, okay. they definitely did. And there were a couple questionable calls down the end, too. Like, why not spike the ball early when we still had, you know, 30 seconds on the clock and regroup and reset instead of trying to quickly run two plays that got us maybe two yards? So, well, that's – so. So it was not it was not the best night um, for a Seahawks fan, and maybe not the best coaching night of Pete Carroll's career. Even though I do think a lot of times that coaches know there's a reason they call the plays they do, but I, I do think in his case he sometimes just gets a little too cute. And I know I keep saying that, but that's like the best way that I know how to describe it. Um, so yeah, he said in her in his post game uh, interview, he said that that was something that they worked on. They saw. You know, they thought they could make it happen. They saw something on the field where the way the defense, I guess, was set up that they thought they were going to be able to do it. But then also, like, flipping it to Luke Wilson, who's not very fast. He's probably one of the slowest guys on the team. It's not like he's going to really break free and, you know, speed to the end zone like maybe a J.D. McKissick or someone. So it was just their, his ex- explanation for it still didn't really – make much sense so I don't know I think he's probably had nightmares about that all night last night <laughs> well yeah. you probably you and him together so at least yeah. at least 
At least you guys are in the same boat. I'm sure that there's some members of the Seahawks who also had nightmares about it too. So that yeah. makes you guys feel better. Um, so, well, next up on your agenda, as you know, uh, are the 49ers on Sunday. Uh, the 49ers will be coming off a bye week. I mean, I do feel like I do this every time the 49ers play the Seahawks. I come up with all the reasons they could potentially win the game. <laughs> so here are my reasons now. Um, my reasons now, um, beyond the football stuff, which we'll get into, is they're coming off a bye week and a win. They, uh, The Seahawks played a Monday night game, and they have to travel. Granted, they have to travel like two hours, but they have to travel. They lost a hard Monday night game. And there is, they have a lot of injuries. And then again, so do the 49ers. So um, a little bit even there. But, you know, we'll see. I think the other thing I go back to every time they play is eventually the 49ers have to play to beat the Seahawks. So why not this week? But I've been proven wrong time after time. So um, we shall see. Steph, what do you think? I know we always, we try to go to the positive every week. But I don't know. I'm starting to lose my optimism. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I, I thought, you know, I, I, I watched the Seahawks, obviously, Monday night, and it's interesting because I don't think, I mean, the Seahawks really have a horrendous offensive line, but in no way does that always stop Russell Wilson. He has, he's just a slippery sucker. I mean, that's so <laughs> dangerous because he can get out there and make plays, and he certainly gave all he had on Monday Foster to spy on him, or maybe they'll go in a different direction because there's um somebody's got to contain him, and Foster definitely has that athleticism, and he could really limit his ability to impact that offense. So I'm curious to see how they're going to do it, how they're going to take advantage, and you know the Seahawks defense didn't look too hot either. Um, I think some of the you know obviously they you know. Can, I, it just, it's going to be interesting to see how it goes and who's actually going to, is on the practice, you know, who's actually on the practice report, um, who's healthy. So there wasn't, um, it, I think it really could go either way. I, I, you know, I wouldn't be shocked if, they, if the 49ers get slaughtered, but I wouldn't be shocked if the 49ers give them a run for their money. Well, the 49ers did play them tough the second week of the season. Granted, that was about... 20 people on IR ago, but they did play them tough. But, you know, who was not in the game, that game, as you mentioned, is Reuben Foster. And I do think there there is an X factor there, but, you know, we'll have to see. Uh, Christina, what are you looking for as a Seahawks fan in this game? Honestly, I have to say I agree <laughs> with what you guys both said about it could go either way. Unfortunately, I, I hate to admit that, but there are, the Seahawks are just, we can't catch a break as far as the injuries go. I mean, and Tracy, you, were, you, had, you didn't have very many nice things to say about Mike Davis, but he actually played really well. And he started to kind of put a little spark in the run game, of course, then gets a groin strain and is out for the rest of the game. It's like we can't ever catch a break. Right as something starts going well, somebody gets injured. So there are just so many injuries that it's you really can't predict what is going to happen no matter who the opponent is. Um, and that's what's so hard. And 
yes, our offensive line is, is atrocious. There's really no other way around it. I was trying to look up online um, last, two nights ago when I was doing my um, write-up for my own talking touchdowns, and our I think it was Pro Football Focus had our offensive line ranked probably around like 28, 29. So That's we're at the very bottom of the NFL right now. That's pretty bad. That's bad. That ranking doesn't come as a surprise to anyone because they are just awful. And they mentioned in the Monday Night Football broadcast, 24% of Russell Wilson's passes come out of the pocket, and that's the most in the entire NFL. So he's always, always scrambling, always trying to get away from a looming defender. I mean, it was just incredible, like you mentioned on Monday night, some of the plays that he was able to get off that one deep ball where he was completely off balance and Jimmy Graham, oh, it just slipped through his hands. He could have caught that. It was such a great pass and you're just thinking to yourself, how does he, how did he throw a ball like that? He continues to just impress everyone, but he can't do it alone and we don't have a lot of help right now and that's what's so difficult and in week three when the 49ers and the Seahawks last met, he was sacked three times. So, and that, like you said, there was no Reuben Foster. So I'm a little bit nervous on that end. Um, Russell Wilson has taken quite a beating this season so far. He's got 26 sacks. Um, number six overall in, in the uh, in the NFL right now for sacks. So it's it could go either way. I have to say I agree with you. It could go either way. I would like to very quickly defend my Mike Davis honor. I believe, <laughs> I, be, I believe my exact words were, "Oh, he was a 49er. Congratulations on that." So I think that the, the, my my comments were could be taken in a number of directions. Yes, it was. The, it wasn't what you said, but how you. It's how I said it. <laughs> I actually, you know what? I actually did kind of like Mike Davis, but I think Mike Davis had, I, if I remember correctly, when he was a 49er, he had a lot of trouble hanging onto the football. Um, yeah. And he and he did seem particularly injury prone, which is not his fault, but seems to be um, unfortunately coming to fruition. But I hope for him that he plays well and continues to have a wonderful NFL career. I really do. Yeah, and especially <laughs> if he's able to recover from this. It's, they said it was a groin strain, so I have to hope hope and pray that that's just a little you know minor injury, and he hopefully will be back for Sunday. You'd think he'd have a little bit of extra motivation playing against his former team to want to do better. So who knows? Maybe it'll really spark the run game like I thought it would. Well, you never well, know. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's got 18 yards. I mean, I don't think he was – I mean, he started off pretty good. He was getting some things, but it wasn't like – I mean, no, I don't know. I don't think he's that spectacular either. <laughs> but, you know, there you go. <laughs> yes, but you have to understand. Run game. We've had zero, zero success the entire season. So even though his numbers on paper don't look very impressive, he was able to break free and gain extra yardage that a lot of our running backs have not been able to do. Maybe that's just because the Falcons' run D is not that great. I don't know. But to me, I was starting to get a little bit excited and optimistic, and then. He got injured, so who knows what he could. It might have just been a fluke. You never know. Well, I think it also does, like you said, speak to the the status of the Seahawks' run game right now. That 
Mike Davis and his 18 yards look like it was really going to spark something. Um, I think that does, you know, that speaks to that. You know, and, and in terms of the 49ers, the 49ers offensive line has had its share of issues um, against the Giants, played a lot better. Joe Staley being back was a huge positive. Trent Brown seems to be playing well. Brandon Fusco is playing well. Um, so I dare to say that the Niner offensive line might be, in its current state, a little bit better than the Seahawks, but I know it's pretty it's pretty close. Um, and that offensive line is going to be protecting one of two quarterbacks, um, or maybe both. Who knows how it may go. Um, you guys, for those of you that forgot over the bye week, uh, the 49ers did win going the bye week, and C.J. Beathard had played a really good game. Um, certainly, in my opinion, earned his spot as the backup quarterback of the future, but also potentially earned the starting spot for this week. I think what's hard from the 49ers perspective is they have Jimmy Garoppolo. They are going against an, um, a more injured Seattle defense, which may be a good place for him to start. It will be home after the bye week. You know, I think it's a tough call. Um, I just came from a meeting. John Lynch uh, sat down with the local media and we talked to him for a while and he said that that's definitely Kyle Shanahan's decision. Um, but, you know, C.J. Beathard played great. Jimmy Garoppolo is coming along really well. So we didn't really get any real answers there, not that I thought we would, but it will be interesting to see. I think the 49ers do have a little bit of a quarterback conundrum at the moment um, because the other thing that Lynch said that they've been saying all along is they do want to put him and all their players in the best position to be successful. And, you know, is that this week? But I think at some point they're going to have to see what they have in Garoppolo so they can decide what they want to do. Yeah, and last week, you know, the 49ers really had the best game of the, their season as far as a balanced effort from both offense and defense. It just seemed more balanced. And I think they rushed for 186 yards and 33 carries. So it's pretty huge. And considering um, that the Seahawks, you know, could not stop the Falcons on third down. It's pretty interesting. I mean, when you think about they're starting to get their offensive game going now with the potential of a new quarterback, I think it's going to be a really interesting to see how this all goes down. But I, I, I think there's a – even though I said it could go either way, I think there's a really good shot that the 49ers take this one. I go back to what I've been saying for a few years now. One of these weeks – the 49ers have to beat the Seahawks, and it might as well be this week. But, I, you know, I think the other thing is they really did play well against them in week two, and, of course, that was the beginning of those stretch of games where they were losing by three points or less. But they really did play well against them, and I know I mentioned it was many injuries ago, but I still think I agree with Steph. This, I think this could go either way. The Seahawks certainly are a better team than the 49ers, but they are struggling. And they've lost, oh, yeah. Christina, have they lost two games at CenturyLink Field this year? Yes, back-to-back home games. That's a big deal for the Seahawks. They never yeah. lose at CenturyLink Field. So I think... Uh, I, think you know, <laughs> I think that the old 12-man uh, thing is as uh, powerful as they used to be. And you know what? It I may not know. be. <laughs> <laughs> I yeah, think... Honestly, another thing, another factor working against the Seahawks, too, is penalties. They have to be at the top of the NFL right now for the most penalties because... They've always just, been at the top of the NFL. Yes, they, they have. That is <laughs> their... I feel like this, I feel like this season is even worse. It's just so many penalties, and they're not even like... 
you know, they're not even penalties that could go either way. They're deliberate, like, obvious penalties, and I just don't... That has always been a Seahawks thing, though. That's a, that yeah, is a, it's a very like Seahawks thing. They're shooting themselves in the foot, you know, by... They're finally getting caught. That's yeah, what I think. Maybe that's it. Because, yeah. like, they're, they've had bad penalties for a long time, and obvious ones, and, and, and they haven't always gotten caught. But And they're good at what they do. I mean, to be honest, like, they're sly about how they hold and how they do certain things. And now, you know, I think they're finally getting caught on those. So, I mean, I think they have to play and set, especially without Chancellor, you have Sherman gone, you know, these, the other, you know, it, you're going to feel it, you know, so it's going to be interesting, but um, I think they've always been that, and they're just finally getting caught, which I have no problem with that, because I'm, I am a hater. <laughs> <laughs> which is your God-given right as a 49ers fan. Well, I think the reality is with the Seahawks, they've, I think you're right, they have always had that issue, and when you say they're finally getting caught, I totally agree. And I think when you're at the top of your game and you have some of the best talent in the NFL and your quarterback isn't scrambling for his life every play and you have a good run game and you have, like, the legion of boom, you can have over 100 yards in penalties a game and it probably isn't going to hurt you. And I think that's – and I think when you're in that when you're in that good a place, I do believe the 12th man makes a huge difference when you're a top-tier team and your stadium is the loudest in the NFL and your fans really do come through like the 12th man, it makes a difference. But if your team is starting to slide with injuries, with talent, with level of play, those things, you know, you can't get away with penalties and the 12th man doesn't have the same effect. I mean, you could look, I hate to make this, this is not a comparison, but you could look at the Cleveland Browns, like their fans love them, love them. I would not say that that stadium is like CenturyLink Field and all of that, but love them and those fans have not been able to yeah, make a difference they're, they're on that. Super dedicated, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, I, you know, I think all that stuff, it, it's like a confluence of, of events and, and kind of everything has to come together for it to work. I mean, that being said, there's still a chance greater, very large chance greater than zero that a week from now the 49ers will have lost again to the Seahawks. Um, <laughs> and it, but, um, but it might be a little bit... It, this is going to be so sad, you guys, but it might be a more evenly matched game than it's been a long time. Just back when they were more evenly matched, both teams were at the top of their game. Right. And how, how fast the, the, they fall. <laughs> how fast they fall. Although I don't think the Seahawks have fallen even close to as far as the Niners. And the Seahawks will probably still... They'll probably still make the playoffs. They do find a way. That Russell Wilson, as you said, he's slippery, slippery little sucker, and he <laughs> finds a way to and get things do, done. Though, because they have, after the 49ers, they have a really difficult schedule. Um, they're going to have to win the majority of the their remaining games to get into the playoffs. There, I read an article on Monday about, um, I think it was on ESPN.com. It was a. Um, pregame article and they said that if the Seahawks won on Monday night their chances of making the playoffs would have been 88% since they lost their chances are 58% it's still a decent number but that is a pretty steep you know difference and seeing that they are going to be facing the Rams again I'm pretty sure they're facing the Eagles towards the end of the season which the Eagles have been that's rough. Unstoppable, pretty much. <laughs> yeah, that's going to be rough. Yeah, so it's it's going to be difficult. That's why this 
game against the 49ers, it's I like very vital that the Seahawks win if they want to have any chance of making the postseason. And to 49ers fans, it's vital that the 49ers win and, and stop most of the hopes of the Seahawks making them. Yeah, yeah, I think that's sort of like our purpose right now. We're just rooting against you. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Everything. Just to root against the Seahawks because, you know, we're obviously, this is not, we're not going to the playoffs. So, but if we could beat the Seahawks, I think that would be like a huge. That's basically uh, like winning horrible. the Super Bowl. Yeah. At this point, that's basically like winning the Super Bowl, um, which is so, which is so funny. Um, but but I've had uh, you know a couple 49er fans tweet at me and say like um, or a few um, that they'd be fine losing every other game the rest of the season if they just beat the Seahawks on Sunday. I mean I don't even know what 49ers fans would do. It'd be a two-game win streak. We haven't seen anything like that in years, so that would be very 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 exciting. I'm not sure Levi Stadium has seen that. Well, I guess it saw that the year one. I'm not sure though. I'd have to look back and see exactly how the wins and losses went. It was been rough. It's been a rough few years for sure. Um, well, ladies, dare we dare we game predict? Okay, <laughs> let's do it. Um, I think I don't usually do a score, but I think I'm even going to do a score. So I'm going to say 49ers 21, Seahawks 17. There, I said it. Wow. Uh, I know it's like that would actually be a really high scoring game for San Francisco. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I'm going to pick the 49ers. I'm going to just pick the spread. I'm going to pick the spread by, mm, I think they've got five. I think they'll get them on five points. Okay. Christina? I think because, <laughs> I mean, pretty much, well, I shouldn't say all of the The first game against the Packers was a relatively low-scoring game, but ever since then, We've been able to score, uh, I think, more than 20 points every game. So I'm going to go 28, Seahawks 28, 49ers 21. I'll say they'll win by one touchdown. Okay, we all, we all totally went the homer route, and I'm totally fine with it. <laughs> really, totally fine with that. Um, and I also want to tell you, 49ers fans, even though she's a Seahawks fan, Christina is great. Um, and if you, <laughs> you're welcome. And I would like Christina to tell you guys where to find her because you 49ers fans may have friends that are Seahawks fans and should be following Seahawks fangirls. So Christina, can you tell everybody where they can find you? Of course. You can find me on Instagram or Twitter at SeahawksFGSN or on Facebook at SeahawksFangirl. Yes. And then you can find everything, all three of us at FangirlSportsNetwork.com. Um, and that's kind of, I think, ladies, I think we've hit all of the, the high and low points of the potential game that came on Sunday. Yes, unfortunately more low points than high, but that's just where we're at right now. It is. It's where we're at right now. Well, Christina, thank you so much for joining us. It was fun to have you on. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. And Steph, as always, go Niners. Go Niners. And Christina, I'll let you say it. Go Hawks! <laughs> 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 Alright guys, have a great day. Bye. Bye. Bye.